Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. in their masses Just like witches at black masses Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death's construction In the fields of bodies burning War machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Oh, larger! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Projects Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of the ushering in of an authoritarian new world order of communist coming, communism coming to America, the usurping of the United States Constitution, the infiltration of all of our various institutions and domains of society. The hijacking of our politics, the uh, the altruistic agenda that is bludgeoning its way through the planet Earth. And uh, tonight's episode is called War Pigs, and this is where we're going to be talking about a lot of things that are coming to Revelation. And that's interesting because, you know, we've been saying this here for a while. Uh, I was talking to someone this week, I was on a Zoom, and I was saying, you know, listen... You know, I've lost a lot of subscribers over the years because I decided to tell it as I felt that it was instead of following the mainstream conservative narrative. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that we've been fairly right. We've been highly accurate. And unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, because I don't want to be right about this stuff. I really don't want to be right about this stuff. But today we kind of embark on a different journey with kind of the, uh, the mainstream conservative uh, genre catching up to what we've been saying for years. Right. And it, it's kind of a scary fact because now 
Uh, we got people in positions to know who are saying the same thing that we are. And we've been saying it for, you know, three years now. So I'm not patting ourselves on the back because I don't want to be right about this shit. I'm not giving us like, you know, good job. No, I don't want to be right about this stuff. I, I hope we are dead wrong with what we're going to talk about today. War machine is absolutely roaring right now. Biden has arrived in Britain ahead of the NATO summit and Finland visit. He's also going to meet with President Zelensky of Ukraine. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, Biden isn't looking well. We'll get into some of that here in just a little while. The first thing I want to do is I want to show you this clip here. And this is uh, one of the uh, Pentagon correspondents here talking about the war in Ukraine. And I want you to listen to him, okay? I want you to Good. listen to what is said here because this is really important. A, a few things. So I will say uh, with respect to your first question, we believe the war has been a strategic failure for Ukraine. I got to fix that. Okay. Uh, the secretary spoke to this in a speech he gave in Helsinki uh, last month, I believe it was. Uh, what's that? I'm sorry. Excuse me. A strategic failure for for Ukraine. Uh, thank you for the correction. Um, uh, which is oh, I, I need more than one cor correction today. So he says that this war has been a basically a strategic failure for Ukraine. They correct him and say, "You mean Russia?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm so sorry, Ukraine." <laughs> like when you tell the truth and it's not the narrative, the yeah. mainstream media narrative, and they tell you to correct the lie and yet you still tell the truth. Hilarious. It, it, it's hilarious and it's it's sad. It's sad it in, in a lot of different ways. It is. The media is telling him, hey, actually, this is the narrative you're supposed to be spewing. That's right. And yeah. that a lot of people didn't catch that. That the media is like, what don't you mean Russia? He's like, yes, yes, Ukraine. <laughs> and the media is like, uh, because the media shouldn't be saying, oh, well, oh, I, I would have reported on that. Well, the Pentagon is saying that this is a strategic failure for Ukraine. Switch the narrative. But that's not what they got in their talking points from the CIA before they went into that meeting. Right? No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's hard keeping all these lies straight. He probably woke right. up. He's like, most people could just be like, you know, be honest and you'll have a good day. These people have to say, keep all the lies on the up and up. Now, this is General Michael Flynn. He should not be a stranger to anybody here. But uh, let's listen to what he has to say, because this is going to sound eerily familiar for something that Vince and I and Jay had been saying for a long time. Under, he doesn't know how that's going to happen. He, you know, he's not... He's not uh, wasn't speculating about exactly how something like that is going to happen, meaning, you know, that the 2024 election doesn't occur. But that's pretty much what he said, was that the, he can see a scenario, as, as I can, a scenario that, that we don't have an election in 2024, that some other and they call them black swans, some other black swan type event occurs. Or maybe yeah. there's some maybe there's a couple of black swan. A black swan event occurs or a couple of black swan events occur. Where, where have we heard that before? We've I mean, said it. it it's, it's sounding eerily familiar. We've uh, said it. You know, let's go to the next video. This is, uh, this is uh, Colonel uh, McGregor, Douglas McGregor. Okay? Yeah. And I got to find, how did I get that in the window like that? That was, that was pretty cool. 
This one's not opening up in the window like that, but let's play this one here. This is on the same day that these videos came out. It was within a few days that they, they said this. Listen to Colonel McGregor here. You're absolutely right. I don't think we'll ever get to the 2024 election. I think things are going to implode in Washington before then. I think our economic financial condition is fragile. It's going to come home to roost in ugly ways. I will tell you, I don't know exactly how it will happen. I think we're going to end up in a situation where we find out the banks are closed for two or three weeks and nobody can get into them. You think so? I think we're going to run into something like that, yeah. I also think that the levels of violence and criminality in our cities is so high that it's going to spill over into other places in society. People that normally think they can live remote from the problem are now beginning to be touched by the problem. Then I look at this thing in Ukraine. I think Ukraine is going to lose catastrophically. It's going to be a complete collapse. And that, too, is going to have an effect here at home because people are going to say, well, wait a minute. Everybody told us Ukraine was winning. Everybody told us X, Y, and Z. I mean, sort of the, the Russian hoax on steroids. All of those things are going to come together or converge in some way that's going to prevent us from reaching, you know, the status quo. Oh, another election. Oh, another set of campaigns and so forth. I, I don't know about you, but it sounded like Colonel McGregor had listened to my show a few times and heard something called the Firestorm event. Wow. All the crime that is being uh, perpetuated in these large cities because of the Soros DAs and the governors allowing, uh, you know, the reduction in the crime and the, and the state legislators rely, rely on the, is going to fall into the smaller towns. and They're going to see the effect of this, which they already are. I mean, I could have sworn I said that in 2020 in November. Um, when we start to look at all of this, we, we have the makings of World War Three. Colonel McGregor and General Michael Flynn. What's important about these two men? <clears throat> They're both former mili high-ranking military officers. They're both former military intelligence. And they have been spot on correct with the geopolitical and geofinancial analysis over the last few years. Yeah. And they have all the connections from the people in, in the know who are, tell who are telling them what's going to happen. Okay? Yes. They're all Trump guys. So, buckle up, Dorothy. Kansas is going bye-bye. Yeah. I don't mean to be the bearer of doom and gloom, but we've, we've said that this is going to happen. Biden is a liability. They cannot go into the election with him. He is, he is single-handedly going to take down the deep state. They need to remove him. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but what do we else we have? We have Trump still supporting Lindsey Graham. Why is why is Trump putting his time, energy, and effort behind this man? I don't know. Lindsey Graham just said this weekend, he says he will work with Republicans and Democrats in the Senate to pass a resolution urging the admission of Ukraine into NATO. Do you know what it means if Ukraine is, uh, is entered into the NATO like in the next few months? It's essentially a declaration of war between over 30 countries and Russia exactly what it is yeah it's it's 100 a declaration of war on russia that's exactly what that is 33 countries i guess biden is going to meet with Zelensky one-on-one -on, -one on wednesday um and uh war so biden came out and did say that the war with russia must end before ukraine can enter nato but here's the thing russia will never let ukraine enter nato it won't happen 
NATO needs to go away as per what Russia has always agreed upon, that the board, the border moving of NATO throughout the 90s after the collapse of the Soviet Union was one of the largest problems that caused for the Soviets to basically begin wepping up and arming up and have not become an actual ally to us is because NATO kept on knocking on their doorstep. This ramped up in 2015, 2016 with Hillary Clinton wanting to put uh, missile defense shields, which is nothing more than you know anti-missile batteries and, and nukes on the border of Russia through NATO countries, Poland, Sweden, Ukraine, and that almost broke out war. Well, we got to remember the 16-year plan. 16-year plan would have came into the finalization steps with bio-warfare, with World War III, and an economic collapse. All of this ushering in the new world order. Well, guess what? The plan hasn't changed. The only fact that is different is now we control the information, we control the narrative, we control the media, and this is becoming such a concern to them that they are now facing persecution from us because we are holding them responsible to a certain large degree, as much as that's outside of their control, and that Joe Biden right now is facing this impeachment um, you got, I mean, just another weaponization of the DOJ. We'll talk about this here in a little while. Um, they are the depth the Republicans are coming after Joe Biden. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he is not going to go down single-handedly. If he goes down, he's taking everybody down with him. And so this means that they have to get rid of Joe Biden before I would say 2024 minimum before January, 2024. So what we're seeing right now is the setup for this. And I'll, I'll get into this here in a little while. I know I keep on saying that, but I, I want to get through the, the war stuff first. Uh, we've run out of the ammunition. Biden explains the decision to send cluster bombs to Ukraine. Cluster bombs are no joke. This is being sent to Ukraine. Um, and uh, a lot of people are trying to stop this from happening. Matt Getz and a few other in Congress are trying to remove the funding for those cluster bombs because it's not the appropriate weapon to be given to Ukraine. But they're going to give them to them, just like they gave the uh, the Abram tanks and so forth. They're going to give them to them, and they're going to be wasted, and Russia's just going to annihilate them. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said today, Lindsey Graham is basically calling for World War III. Do you understand what he is actually proposing here? NATO is a mutual defense treaty. An attack on any member is an attack on all. Lindsey Graham wants to work with Republicans and Democrats to go to war with Russia. It's been the plan all along, guys. It's been the plan since 2016. It has not changed. So they they want war for decades to come. That's right. They want war for decades to come. What does this war do? This war allows them to usher in their global agenda, a new world order of sorts. Let's watch a little video. This is uh, from the Club of Rome in the 1970s. Let's check this out. Disaster. From a very large number of computer runs, making various assumptions, ad adopting various maxima and minima, there is in fact a general forecast of a breakdown of world society in the first decades of the next century. We regard the, the MIT report as an extraordinarily important initial pioneering effort. It's opening up a great new field of research, research on the world as a system. The Club of Rome published a book called The Limits to Growth, which laid out Forrester's world model and its frightening conclusions. It was a bestseller, and it transformed the debate about the environment. Because Forrester's model 
offered a way of conceptualizing the problem that seemed to be scientific and therefore neutral. His vision of the world as one interconnected system seemed to transcend politics and the petty interests of nations. Then, in Stockholm in 1972, the United Nations held a conference for the first time ever on the world environmental crisis. And the international bureaucrats who ran it turned to this idea of the world as a system to provide the conceptual framework. The world needed to be managed in a new, non-political way to avoid the threat of global collapse. This is the beginning of a debate. Nobody's decided precisely what the limits are. One can question whether it's 2010 where we all collapse or 2050 when we all collapse. But what is absolutely certain is you cannot run a planetary society on the total irresponsible sovereignty of 120 different governments. It simply can't be done. Yes, it can. Absolutely it can. But that's not, this is the 1970s when they're telling you exactly their agenda. So why is this interesting? Well, what do we have here? Here we are. Exposed, UN set to launch a global shocks plan just prior to U.S. presidential elections. Ooh. The United Nations is now seeking to increase its influence worldwide by seizing global emergency powers, and President Joe Biden supports their proposal. Interestingly, the UN proposal would begin September 2024, a mere two months before the highly anticipated general elections in the US. A global organization will host a summit for the future where associated nations will adopt a so-called pact for the future. The pact or agreement would set in place multiple policy reforms offered by the UN in the past years as part of its Our Common Agenda platform. Does that sound eerily familiar to the 1970s video that we just watched? I mean, it just kind of rings true uh, a one planet society our common agenda uh, globalists ultra nationalists altruists basically running the show not politicians the decisions out of the side of the hands of sovereign nations and in the hands of a global uh, governmental body that is dictated by their own internal uh, democracy that is associated with secret societies and satanism i mean just say it and what what emergency powers are they talking about? Well, they're talking about health crisis. They're talking about cataclysm, weather, climate change. They're talking about uh, another pandemic. They're talking about global upheavals, where if a, let's just say that a society decides to go to civil war against their country, that NATO will have the ability or the UN will have the ability to go in there. See, we have to understand what their positioning is. This is moves and counter moves. This is 5D chess. This is game theory at its finest. What we're seeing is we're seeing pre-positioning of resources, assets, and how they play out with various scenarios that can basically come about within the next two years. You know what this tells me? This tells me they're scared. They're scared, but they're inching their framework one piece at a time into place. And they're saying, let's put this out there. See what happens. Okay. Put this out there. See what happens. When they don't realize is that we, the people have woken up that, that America is never going to be a globalist nation. And it can't be because there are too many of us awake right now to the point where if 
martial laws declared, you know what's going to happen if martial laws declared in this country? If the EBS goes off, they, they like so like Ch- Colonel McGregor was saying, if they shut down the banks, yeah, martial laws declared, Black Swan event. Do you want to know what's going to happen in the next Black Swan event that happens in the United States of America? Uh, I imagine a lot, but what? Absolute fucking chaos. The right. Lock and load, Dorothy. Yeah. Let's go get Kansas back. Everybody's going to perceive it as the grand takeover. I'm telling you. Everybody's going to look at that as they're they're moving in now. They're taking it over. It's time. Let's go. You're going to see factions on the right and the left start merging. You're going to see mass protests in the street. They're going to turn violent. Cities are going to burn down. People are going to do things that you never thought that people would do. Very radical groups will rise up and begin toppling local and state governments. It'll be an all-out color revolution. Okay? That's what's going to happen in the advent of that. And here's the thing. They know this. That's why they're going to perpetuate these events because it's about being there to pick up the sticks after the chaos has ensued, being the controller of the chaos, allowing the chaos to come about, and then being the one that props in the solutions. And I guarantee you that after something like that happens, you're going to have some ultra-right right nationalists come in there and say, look, you know, I, look, I understand your pains and your sorrows. Let's reestablish the Constitution. Let's bring back America. Yeah. It'll be someone you've never heard of, and they'll be the champion of the people because guess what? At that time, when the internet has been taken down, when the mainstream media has been taken down, guess who comes back up in control? Guess who comes back up with all of our accounts banned and, and full control and dictatorship of the internet all over again and the news and media? They do. Because that would be the purpose of that level of extent of reset. And that's what they need here in the United States of America because we, the alternate media, are leading this revolution. I think it's an extremely complicated balancing act with the rest of the world at the same time, though, because they can't have China and Russia steaming forward at the same time that this sort of thing may happen because then they just fall even more behind. And if our infrastructure completely collapses while China's doesn't, we're screwed, right? So you're right, but here Bayonet said it. No, Josh, you're wrong. Those sticks will be up their ass. That's what I'm saying. You have to understand. I'm not wrong. Those sticks will be up their ass to refresh the deep state. All the new ones will rise up after that, and they will have the control that they wanted. And then over the next 20 years, they'll implement their agenda slowly but surely when we thought we were free and we won our freedom back. I'm telling you, we're going to get rug pulled. I'm telling you right now, do not trust any of these people in power. I don't care if it's Jim Jordan, Matt. I don't care. Don't trust them. We are going to get rug pulled. They are going to create a civil war, a revolution in this country, and we are going to get rug pulled. We're going to be coming out of it thinking that we got our country back, and before you know it, boom, here comes the new world order. And anybody who's wondering what my facial figure was doing right there when I was like, like that, something just touched me in my back and there's nothing back here. Like something just reached up to the chair and pushed me in the back right there. And there is no animals down here. There's nothing down here. There's no kids down here. That's why I turned around and looked. I'm like, hello. someone let a dog down? Something just touched me in my back. It was kind of weird. Creepy, man. (laughs) Usually I'd be like, ah! like a little girl and freaking out but then you have this other side Xi says russia and china should lead the global governance reform Hmm. 
global governance reform. What do you mean? You mean after a, a collapse type of event happens, after another type of event occurs globally, where the economies are completely destroyed, World War III breaks out, um, the United States is basically taken off the map in the sense of global economic power horse, not in the sense of its production or anything like that, but a mass event, black swan event happens in the United States of America. Who rises to that? Well, China and Russia. Now, what does Russia have to lose? Well, China will stab Russia in the back. I guarantee it. Russia knows this. But China, under the leadership of Xi, I think, is, is making large strides. I think they got their hand in everybody's cookie jar up everybody's ass. And I think that they are controlling the, the outpouring of the global agenda. And then on the other side of the faction, you have the globalists, which are just along for the ride. They, so you got to understand how the globalists operate. The globalists don't operate front and center. Like what we're seeing with Klaus Schwab and everything like this, this is their prep rallies, their pep rallies, okay? These people don't go out there and enforce policy and like that. This happens through nation states. That's where the power arises. Now, do I believe that Xi Jinping has been influenced by the globalists? No, I don't. Um, I think that the globalists and Xi Jinping are kind of working alongside each other for very common interests. The globalists don't give a crap whether it's the Western New World Order or the Eastern New World Order or or China or the United States, as long as it's not specifically Russia, because Russia will take out their power and authority and crush and get rid of every all the progress that they've made. So they don't care if China rises up as a global power to overcome U.S. homogeny. The reason is, is because Xi Jinping needs the international community. It needs that globalist structure in order to survive as China because they're not resource sufficient themselves. And so this is always going to be a crutch they'll have on China. As for the United States, the United States is formulating what we call the the western global order this is kind of the the lead you have the the vatican london the united states australia italy all these places that incorporate this western global structure and this is all the old guard this is all the old money the old secret societies switzerland the nazis well, switzerland yeah yeah the nazis the nazis the fourth reich and they are trying to hold on to power as much as they possibly can. But they're failing right now because Russia and China have teamed up and Ukraine is an absolute failure and they've lost control of the information domain. But what we will see is they will never go down without a fight, that they will not give up their power. They want complete homogeny of the global economic structure, of the global militaristic structure. And so you will see them scorch the earth before they ever give up power. And this is why a lot of the people out there are saying that we're not going to have an election in 2024. This is why I've been saying the, exactly the same thing for a long time. So what does that mean? It means that we, we have to go through the darkness before we come to the light, people. We are going to go through the darkness before we come to the light. We have to go through the birth canal before we are born. There has to be birth pains. In order for everything that is about to happen, the, the, the United States of America being restored to its constitutional glory. Why is Trump talking about building 10 cities? Because maybe 10 cities will be destroyed. I don't know. But when we start looking at the scenario. We start looking at the boards, how Q said, I'm going to show you a whole new world. Okay. You have to bring this into context in order for all this, all this stuff to come out, free energy patents, uh, high level technology that our government and various black uh, 
black projects have been hiding from us. You have to completely restructure the whole world in order for that to happen. You have to have global financial collapse. You have to have, in a sense, a change in world global military power. Now, how does that come about? Remember when I was talking about this three years ago, I said specifically, is that the patriots, the people, the good people who are maybe behind the scenes or waiting for the right moment, the right moment is that point of collapse because that's the point of vulnerability for both sides. That's when you go and seize power. You don't do it before, but instead you move your chess pieces to set up the board so that when the time is right and that black swan event does happen, you can strike and you can move and you can do it quickly and efficiently and you can go in there and take the power back while they're in a state of vulnerability. Okay. And so I think that that's what's being set up right now. And I'm hoping to God that it absolutely works out the exact way that it's meant to work out. Now we have a global awakening and I've talked about this back from November of 2020, the current day, that there has to be uh, an overload of information. There has to be a drip, drip flood that comes out into the public mindset because you can't tell the people, you have to show the people. We said specifically that Donald Trump would go out there, there would be some, he would create a social media network and that once this social media network comes to a point of, uh, of critical mass, then information would begin flooding out. But once Elon Musk took back over Twitter, and got rid of the deep state out of the, the back end, the metadata of Twitter, guess what happened? Is that campaign started happening. And if you go back to January 2023, the current date, and you start looking at the massive amounts of information that has come out, it's amazing. This is exactly what we said. This is the drip, drip flood. And we're not even in the flood part yet. Like stuff is coming out fast and it's coming out crazier than ever. We have the Sound of Freedom that released. We talked about this a little bit last week. What does it show in the world? Well, child sex trafficking is not a conspiracy theory. This is interesting because I saw CNN articles, Rolling Stones articles, saying that Jim Cazaville is a QAnon um, wacko and that the movie is highly inaccurate. The movie is based upon actual factual events that Tim Ballard with Operation Underground Railroad did. This is not made up. The statistics are all made up. The statistics are real based upon the information that they've gathered over doing this for well over a decade and a half. Okay? And the fact that they come out there and Rolling Stones and CNN are causing Jim Casville this QAnon uh, weirdo, guess what that's going to do to all the liberals that are going watching this movie? They're going to go, what's Q? What's Anon? And they're going to go search for it. And they're going to see all the mainstream media saying, oh, it's about saying... it." it they're going to find all these articles with the mainstream media saying, oh, it's this uh, it's this conspiracy theory that states that all the global elite are involved in human trafficking and child sex trafficking, and they're all pedophiles. And these people are going to be like, well, I just watched The Sound of Freedom. Like, it, it makes sense. It, like, it's right there. And they're going to go research Q more. And they're going to find me. And they're going to find other people. And they're going to go, this is actually real. Because guess what happened? During COVID, that's what happened to liberals. Liberals saw what was going on. And they said, this isn't right. And they started researching things. And next thing you know, they found conservative podcasts. And they said, these people know what's going on. I've been betrayed. 30% of our audience used to be Democrats. Not saying they left. I think they went, some of them went down that big conspiracy trail. And, you know, our uh, JFK is still alive and all that stuff. But that's okay. But what I'm trying to say is, is what the mainstream media did is just shot themselves in the foot. 
by controlling the narrative. They think they can come out and smear Q9. If you go back to the Q boards, Q tells you this. Why are we being attacked? And guess what? Donald Trump said, any publicity is good publicity. And when you're throwing that out to liberal readers and they're seeing this movie, and you have people like Brian Krasenstein, which I don't like. I think he's a douchebag. But he's out there saying, you need to go watch this movie. This isn't a Republican or a Democrat thing. You need to go watch this movie. This is real. Okay? When you actually have that and those lefties go out there and watch it and they come back and they say, oh, my God, those people on the right are actually correct. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to have this mass awakening. You're going to have this precipice moment. And that precipice moment is going to be aligned with whatever this black swan event is, okay? That black swan event specifically, they are holding it off, just waiting for that mass awakening because that is how they want to control the chaos. They know that a precipice will come. They know that the mass awakening of the people will come. And that's when they fuel this, this black swan event, take it all down. We think they're trying to take control, but what they're really trying to do is get us to act. Okay. Yeah, and I don't think it's just going to be this black swan event. I don't think it's going to just be a USA thing. That's going to be coordinated globally. It's going to involve financials. It's going, going to involve to be, everything. My guess is a massive cyber attack from Russia against the world, including China, Okay, because they want Russia to be the bad guy, which sparks World War III. Or a uh, natural disaster, solar flare... Mm-hmm. or an EMP, something of that nature, which has something to do with the electrical grid, the internet, the taking down and the control of information, financial system, um, financial system, right? It's going to be one shot that takes out all of that and they blame it on Russia or they blame it on climate change. It's going to be one of the two. Yeah. And it's going to be utter chaos in the States as well as every other country that is uh, t- tied together with us. And, and martial law will be declared throughout all of this. Biden, most likely, I don't know, will still be president. They'll probably wait till Gavin Newsom gets in um, because they they don't want to be they don't want the power to be rogue. And right now, apparently, Joe Biden is rogue from a lot of the other deep staters. And it's got them concerned. And this is we'll we'll see some of this evidence here in a minute. But last week, we talked about Gail Luft, the uh, the, the whistleblower. And how he had information for about against Joe Biden. Yeah. Remember this? And he contacted the FBI, the DOJ under the Trump admin. They came out, met with him. Uh, Agent McDonald was the one that went and met there. He ended up being the head guy on the Hunter Biden laptop and never brought up Gail Luft's information. Um, Gail Luft has now said he wanted to testify. But, um, you know, Congress is trying to get him out here. Well, the Justice Department just in the Biden Justice Department just indicted Gail Luft. Luft, 57, a dual U.S. Israeli citizen and formerly resided in both Maryland and Israel, is now a fugitive, has been charged with the following offenses, which carry a maximum prison terms listed below. The statutory maximum penalties are prescribed by Congress and are provided here for informational purposes only, and sentencing of the defendant would be determined by a judge. He's been missing for a long time, resurfaced. The moment he resurfaced, what did they do? Boom, the DOJ goes after him. So he was an advisor at CEFC Energy, uh, the business conglomerate with extremely close ties to Hunter Biden and the Chinese Communist Party. This is the one that Joe Biden had communicated with. They received over $10 million alone from CEFC. 
Um, now the FBI is saying that uh, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams announced today that he's unsealing of an eight-count indictment charging Gail Luft with offenses related to willfully failing to register under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, FARA, which, by the way, nobody has ever been convicted under FARA. Understand it. Nobody's ever been convicted under FARA. Like, it's, it's a joke in Washington that someone gets convicted under FARA. When you see FARA in there, that's what they try to get Mike Flynn with. Okay, when you see FARA in there, you know they're targeting him specifically. Arms trafficking, Iranian sa sanctions violations, and making false statements to federal agents. Left a dual U.S. Uh, Israeli citizens was arrested in February 17, 2023 in the Republic of Cyprus based on charges of the indictment. Left subsequently uh, fled after being released on bail while extradition proceedings were pending remains a fugitive. This guy is a legitimate, credible whistleblower who did exactly that. He worked for CEFC Energy. He came out against Hunter Biden, has the money trail, and now he's being targeted. You want to know what happened to the other whistleblower from Burisma, the accountant and his wife? Well, they're dead. They died three months ago. Well, the accountant died three months ago. The wife died three months ago when she said, I have information pertaining to Hunter Biden's money involvement with Burisma. Go freaking figure. And it was a suicide. Oh, I mean, just how, how interesting is that? So moral of the story, don't whistleblow on the deep state. They will conjure up a plethora of shit against you to where they'll, you'll find yourself hanging from a dog leash suspended from a doorknob in a hotel ruled self-inflicted. And Gail Luft did not kill himself. I hope everybody understands this. Gail Luft did not kill himself. But I'm telling you, in the next few weeks or a few days, Gail Luft will most likely end up dead. And the world will move on and people will be like, oh, what, what was that guy's name? Because you want not only is it is it incriminating Biden, but it incriminates China. That's where they're going to get. That's who's going to get him. It's going to be China that gets him. You know how do you know we're back in control of the media? I just follow everything. You can kind of watch, watch them squirm and lie. Yeah, and the responses. Well, you know, yeah, well, Donald Trump announces his candidacy for presidency, yeah. and the RNC says there's not going to be any debates. Mainstream media says we're not going to hold presidential debates. Biden says I'm running again. RFK goes, I want to debate, and they say no debates. So when the people no longer trust the mainstream media and the top authoritarian political parties collude to stop debate, what happens? Well, Tucker Carlson and Glenn Beck jump in and say, We'll hold presidential debates. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. Tucker Carlson's to hold the first GOP presidential forum 2024 race, and you can bet your pants it's going to be on Twitter. Yeah. And you can bet your pants it's going to be broadcast on Blaze TV. I'm telling you, the mainstream media is done. Done. They, I mean... Just think about Tucker. I mean, Tucker gets 60 million views a video to his 4 million views that he was getting on Fox News. Yeah. Think about how many more people he's reaching now that don't see him as biased from Fox News anymore. It's, it's going to change. Things are definitely changing right now. Now, one thing that I've been talking about recently is, um, you know, Vince has uh, the, the, the Skeeter syndrome. I might. With. 
we've been talking about Bill Gates' genetically modified mosquitoes. Uh, Blue Canaries and Game Tech Politics had brought a lot of good research on this. I started doing my own research on this, and I was blown away by what I found. But uh, dengue fever has been had a massive outbreak in Peru. And uh, the, the U.S. military out there has, been, has a level four biocontainment lab. Go figure. They also have been ordering various different supplies for testing and vaccinations. Um, what's interesting on top of that is over 150,000 people are infected with, with dengue, as well as it is spread by mosquitoes. Interesting. And that's the Aedes aegypti mosquito, uh, the ones that were genetically uh, modified by Oxitec, funded through Bill and Melinda Gates. Oxitec, by the way, has released billions upon billions of mosquitoes worldwide. Uh, just recently, we saw an outbreak of malaria, which is spread by mosquitoes in Florida. Now, two and a half years ago is when billions of mosquitoes were released in the Florida Keys. What's interesting about the region of Peru that is infected with dengue virus is that it borders Colombia. And that area of Colombia just happens to be about two and a half, three years ago, where Oxitec released billions of genetically modified mosquitoes. Hmm. Now, what's more interesting, Peru, Peru declares a 90-day nationwide emergency today after an increase in the cases of Guillain-Barre syndrome, a rare neurological disorder. Now, nowhere in there does it tell you how you get Guillain-Barre. Do you know how you get Guillain-Barre? You're muted. You're, I can't hear you. I think it's a nerve disease or an immune system disease, and probably through vaccines you could get it, I would imagine. It, the number one cause of Guillain-Barre, vaccine, adverse reaction. So I said, I wonder if they're out there giving a dengue vaccine to all these people in Peru. And uh, sure enough, sure enough, we find that... Uh, what we have here, uh, the exact cause of Guillain-Barre syndrome isn't known. The disorder usually appears days or weeks after respiratory digestive tract infection. Rarely recent surgery or vaccination can trigger Guillain-Barre. There have been cases reported following the infection of the Zika virus. Guillain-Barre syndrome may occur after the infection of the COVID-19 virus. It's also a rare reaction in those who have received Johnson Johnson AstraZeneca COVID-19 yeah. vaccine. I think also after okay. you get certain uh, antibiotic injections, you could get it as well. Yep. So I went and I found this uh, NPR article about Peru. And I was just reading it, wondering what was going on here. Peru is reeling in from record case amounts of dengue fever. What's driving the outbreak? Well, we, we know it's driving the outbreak. But you go through this and you just wonder, huh, I wonder if there's something else going on here. Um, well, it says right here, one vaccine is in development but not yet approved in Peru. Look what it says next. Another vaccine has proven problematic, leading to greater chance of developing severe dengue among those not previously infected. Guess what they're doing? They're vaccinating the people with a vaccine that's inefficient and doesn't work. So what's the cause of the Guillain-Barre? Most likely the vaccine. So then it says this, that the unprecedented, uh, unprecedented outbreak has been driven by unusually warm and rainy conditions in Peru's desert coast. 
first trigger, triggered by Yaku, a tropical cyclone, and not normally seen in that part of the Pacific, and then localized coastal El Nino effects of warmer ocean waters. Well, that's interesting because El Nino just hit a few months ago. But if you think about how mosquitoes thrive, it's through those warm climatic waters. This has allowed the Aedes aegypti mosquito, which spreads the four viruses that cause dengue to breed in large numbers, leaving larvae everywhere where are just a few millimeters of standing clean water. Biowarfare at its finest, people. Biowarfare at its finest, okay? What they are doing, and this is my theory, what they are doing is very, very specific. Number one, they perpetuated the COVID scam. So we had the COVID scam perpetuated, nothing more than a modified flu virus, right, Vince? Yep. Modified flu virus. Uh, they did that to cause the fear base, which everybody would want to go get vaccinated. They added deaths in there from, from, from the flu, from colds, whatever they could put in there, they put under that umbrella to, get, to spread the fear. They get these vaccines, which the vaccines, maybe they did protect. I doubt it. I think that there's very little protection, but... The primary purpose of the vaccines was immunosuppression, to suppress the immune system and make people more susceptible to other viruses, illnesses, and such. This is what, I mean, all the great doctors, uh, Gert Van den Bosch and Malone and all these guys have talked about, is that your immune system is basically shot and will get more and more compromised as time goes on. If you got the mRNA vaccines, the more boosters you got, the worse it's going to be. Okay, so if you have people with compromised immune systems, particularly in third world countries, which are kind of the uh, the the hedge of the world, right? Third yeah. world countries, there's not massive. I mean, there there's slave labor, cheap labor, this type of thing, but they consume way too much. And so, why not start the elimination of depopulation within third world countries? Well, what's the best way to do that? Well, if you already know that they have compromised immune systems. What's one thing that's prevalent there that we can exploit to basically produce disease within these people? Well, mosquitoes that carry viruses. Well, the viruses carried in mosquitoes were never really a problem for a very, very long time because mosquitoes have a D7 protein in their saliva, which actually protect you, the human being, from the viral uptake when the mosquito actually bites you. But something happened within the last... 50 years, 100 years of human biology that caused us to have an inflammatory reaction to that D7 protein, which basically produces an immunodeficiency at the point of injection when that mosquito bites you, allowing, if that mosquito had a virus, that virus to be uptaked or bacteria to be uptaked into your system and allows you to get sick. Now, when you add in immunocompromised immune systems, compromised immune systems, basically AIDS in these people, guess what happens? If they get infected with a virus, now they get sick and it spreads way faster and way easier and kills a lot more people in geologically remote areas to where it doesn't become a mass pandemic, but instead a geographically contained epidemic that will kill massive amounts of people more, more, more uh, efficiently and many times more a year. And they can blame this on El Nino cycles. They can blame this on global warming yeah or local war into their agenda but they can blame it on a local war too that's right yeah so basically what we see here is the ultimate bioweapon 
spread through mosquitoes in the poorest areas of the world after these people were just immunocompromised from a vaccine. The virus is spread. It doesn't go global. It can be contained and they can control the kill rate. Yeah, they can. And the whole world doesn't know. And they could throttle the speed of the, in, they could throttle the speed by giving them more vaccines and make even more money in the process. Exactly that. Yeah. Not only that, is the other part of this is that one's dengue, one's Zika, one's malaria, one's yellow fever. And you have just random outbreaks, so none of it's interconnected. Yeah, they're going to go hard with all these jabs. Yep. Catastrophic contagion. October 23rd, 2022, John Hopkins University, Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, the Welcome Foundation, as well as the World Health Organization. That was the global exercise on the next pandemic. It was an adenovirus, but guess what? You want to know the genetically, so it's an adenovirus that basically kills a lot of kids is what that pandemic was all about in uh, October 23rd, 2022. This is not event 201. This is a different one. Catastrophic contagion. You want, you want to know what the uh, the first genetically modified uh, sector vector of the mosquito was? It's spike. It's uh, what? Adenovirus. Oh, really? So mosquitoes have an adenovirus vector within their genes. And that was the one that was actually exploited in the genetic modifi- modification by Oxitec. And what did catastrophic contagion say? What type of virus was it? Was it an adenovirus? Oh, wow. Interesting. Hmm. They tell you more than you could ever wonder. So Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, who is a criminal in itself, took place in the coup of 2014 in Ukraine, uh, was basically took place in the, the, the coup to overthrow Bolsonaro in Brazil, allowing Hammer and Scorecard to go in there and fully operate, um, has hinted that the cocaine found at the White House likely came from construction workers instead of the Biden family. Because, you know, um, you know, at the White House, with the high level of security, uh, the amount of times that people have to get checked in the security and out of security, especially when you're a construction worker or a civilian uh, that's uh, public visiting, the amount of cameras in there, um, that this is the most likely scenario in that no video evidence has been shown that nobody knows who this is almost a week after it has happened. Nobody knows where this cocaine came from in the White House, the most secure building in the United States of America, probably the second most. So I made a funny little joke, Vince. So in other words, three people walk into the White House, Jake, Hunter, Kamala. They meet in the White House library area and a lot of blowing was going on. And cocaine. <laughs> Jake Sullivan's gay. He is Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> Kamala's obviously been on her knees a few times. Uh huh. They all like cocaine. So Dude. one thing that I did. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, the, uh, they don't have any suspects. And don't construction workers get drug tested a lot? They do. Ah, that's so stupid. Wow. So one thing I did hear this weekend was that. They will pin the cocaine on Kamala. Nice. And that's how they would take Kamala out of the picture to remove Joe Biden to put Gavin Newsom in. It's, it's not beyond them. It, it's really not beyond them. They, I mean, I, I could honestly see that happening. I wonder what they're going to do. And I think we're going to see quickly, especially with these meetings that Biden's having this week. 
We'll see yeah. if they're uh, forward with what's going on, but could be. So I ahead, could be. Sorry. We could see developments this week because of these over the sea meetings, but we'll see. Yeah, I think we could be at war by the end of this next month. Possibly. I agree. All right, this is a video that was from Chatham County, um, Georgia, and I'll try to play it without it. Oh my God. Hey, hey, hey. So this woman was arrested and uh, she's a conservative. This is Chatham County Patriots. This was posted by uh, our good friend Candace Taylor. And how do I exit out of it? There we go. She says, uh, Chatham County Patriot gets physically assaulted, humiliated, manhandled, and removed from the Board of Elections meeting when she mentions going before the grand jury to get fair legal elections. What the heck is going on in Georgia under Constitution Section 241-242, the Title 18? There are clear violations. So she goes on to say that this woman's the nicest, kindest woman who's just standing up for freedom. She says that the Board of Elections supervisor, guy was in the room, that she was calling out, had her arrested. He created a fraudulent document in May, 2020, uh, May 24th, 2022 uh, for the primary for the governor's race. Uh, Beth, which was the woman's name, took him all the way to the grand jury twice, and she was discussing this in the speech that she was giving right there, and she uh, said she would take them back necessary uh, to this grand jury, and that's when she was arrested. Unbelievable. It needs to put, be put to a stop. Dude. The corruption is beyond... Well, you want to know what to put that to a stop right there? What? Right there in Georgia. You want to know what would put that to a stop? Everybody in Chatham County who gives a shit marching down to that police station. Marching down to that police. You remember the Battle of Athens? You ever heard of the Battle of Athens? I've heard of it. So what's the battle? Okay. Do you, do you know I, kind of what the battle, I, battle I, of I Athens I can't give was? you a history lesson on it right now. Give me a heads up. No, I'm not. Okay. Well, let me read this for you. Yeah. The Battle of Athens, also called the ba uh, McKinn County War, was a rebellion led by citizens in Athens and Etowa, Tennessee, in the United States, against the local government in August 1946. The citizens, including some World War II veterans, accused the local officials of, pre lo local officials of predatory policing, police brutality, police corruption, or political corruption, and voter intimidation. Okay? So, what happened? Estimated number of veterans besieging the jail. They surrounded the jail armed to the teeth. Buried in the several hundred to as high as 2,000. Bill White had at least 60 under his command. White split his group with Buck Landers, taking up positions at the bank overlooking the jail, while White took the rest of the post office. Just as the estimates of people involved very widely, accounts of the Battle of Athens began in the course of the events. But basically, the sheriff had taken all the ballot box and they knew that they were rigging them. They were counting them at the courthouse wow. or at the jail. So the citizens, the veterans, went down there and demanded the ballot boxes. The sheriff said no and pointed guns out the window. So they surrounded them. Shots were fired. Nobody was injured or killed. But eventually, they stormed the building and they got the ballot boxes and the sheriff was arrested. And I believe it led to the governor actually being indicted because the governor was in on it or the lieutenant governor was in on it. Wow. Okay. But what is that? The, the authority of the police, and this is what I want people to understand, the authority of law comes from the people. 
Yeah. If I was in Chathams County, Georgia right now and that happened and I knew that she was down in, in the cops just did that. Get in the car, Tom boy. We going down to the jail. Protest. And 2,000, 5,000 people. And I believe open carry is legal in Georgia. I don't know. But if it was legal in Georgia, open carry, that's how I'd be showing up. And I'd be showing up in massive numbers and saying, release that woman. Those two police officers need to be arrested immediately. And guess what would happen? We we saw we, sir. We, we'll go arrest those police officers right now. Here, here's your old lady right here. Because guess what? That's how it works. We hold the power in this country and they will continue to utilize this authoritarian structure upon us until we stand the fuck up and say no more. They will continue to do what they do and put that boot to the neck as long as we take it. You heard the one person, no, 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 no. And the cop goes, get back. You said, no, you get back. And all those people rushed those cops and said, Arms behind their back. We're not going to hurt you, but if you arrest this woman, you're going to have a lot of other shit on your plate. And guess what those cops would have done? They would have backed off. They would have backed off. They would have moved out of that room. They would have let that woman alone. Because that's the power of the people. That's the power that we have. The police, well, our authority comes from what? Well, the government. Who's the fucking government? We the people, mother. And that's the key that people need to understand. You are literally in a board meeting with the, the, the town board and the people. The people are the ones that hold the power. And you're going to let the chairman of this board dictate who gets arrested over the people? You got to be shitting me. And those police officers, they could be listening to this show right now. They could be patriots. They could be Republicans. I don't give a fuck. You fucked up. You screwed up. You know what you do? You look at that chairman and you say, I'm not arresting her. She's got a First Amendment right. She's done nothing wrong. You stand to your convictions. Because when you start working for the man, when you start working for the government, we are no longer a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. We are a, an authoritarian structure that dictates commands through the guns of the authority. And you know what? If you're, oh, I could lose my job, good. You know what? I guarantee there's thousands of police stations across this country in great conservative red states that would hire you for standing up for your convictions. Yeah. For what you did there if you stood up for that lady. But instead, no. You took the little man way out. You went and arrested this woman. You humiliated her in front of her friends, in front of her family, in front of her community. And all she was doing was speaking her mind in a public place, in a public forum, her First Amendment right. How dare you? And see, that's the thing that has to happen. We all need to start going in there. We need to flood these places, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 people. We need to stand up and say, police, you want, a pr you want a problem with us? Then violate our rights. You don't want a problem with us? Stand back and arrest the real criminals. That's what needs to happen here. Yep. They do need to arrest the real criminals at once. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And guess who they're coming after next, Vince? Uh-oh. Who? Oh, goodness. Obama? Here we go. <laughs> U.S. podcast misinformation goes largely unchecked. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yep. So the Brookings Institute found war room in former Donald Trump <laughs> HD Bannon aired 
the most false statements amassing almost 135 million downloads while promoting allegations of vote rigging in the 2020 U.S. election. <clears throat> so what does this mean? That they want U.S. regulators to come in and basically have the FCC take over podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said the election was rigged? That's a $10,000 fine. Well, guess what? I say the same thing on my radio show, which is regulated by the FCC, and nothing's happened to me yet. I'm just, yeah. Knock on wood on that one. But here's the thing. It's called freedom of speech. I can say whatever I want to whomever I want, anytime I want. Okay? I can speak my mind. If I want to say that, that Joe Biden is bought and sold by China and I want to show the evidence that I have that validates that, I can do that. This is a free country. You can't stop information. The actually, the real misinformation, false information and propaganda has been coming from our government. But you won't see the Book Brookings Institute do anything on that. And so be warned, they're going to be, there's another round of censorship coming. Government's going to try to regulate us. We'll see what happens. I don't think they're going to win. This is just this is just too massive of a movement. They cannot stop what's coming. You cannot stop what's coming. They're trying with threads right now. Yep. So funny video. Oh yeah, they're trying with threads is an ultimate failure. I was on there's just nothing but liberal propaganda. <laughs> Let's watch this shit. Joe Biden is completely lost. Yeah, he's like, bro, over here. <laughs> Joe Biden has completely lost it. Um, wow. If you saw the one of the other videos too, King Charles is like, like positioning him, like tell him to go here, and he's like, no, no, you go. And then he's like, he's got the old man stare, like, <laughs> like the guy looks like he has, he he's on lithium and has no clue where he is or where he's going. It, it's pretty sad. Uh, th this is actually a good video of it. This is uh, Carly Bond uh, making fun of, uh, you know, when the Democrats were making fun of uh, Trump for walking in front of the Queen. But here's Joe Biden. Look at Joe Biden's face. Look at that face. Look at all those red suits. Oh my goodness, look at all those red suits. The guy wow. has lost it, man. Uh, now we're starting to see the mainstream media come out about Joe Biden, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, get the F out of here, angry. Joe Biden screams at staffers, abuses his aides behind closed doors. Now, you'd think that since this is posted on the Gateway Pundit, that this is a Gateway Pundit article. But it's not. This was posted on CNN, Reuters. This was posted all over mainstream media. Axios is the one that originally ran the article. What does this mean? They're coming after Joe Biden. They're trying to pin Joe Biden as a bad guy. Yeah. Change the narrative so they could uh, change their puppet. Yep. So regime media simultaneously turning on Biden as they highlight Newsom as uh, on, on national platforms. And here you go, Gavin Newsom coming in as the guy who's going to save the day. They're so right there. I'm not so convinced about the merits of his leadership, but 
Oh, the merits of Joe Biden's leadership? Really, Gavin? <laughs> Again, I, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm just bewildered. How can the Democratic Party, eight of the top 10 murder states or Republican states, seven of the top 10 dependent states, God forbid, dependent states are red states, the life expectancy in the South, and they're not expanding Medicaid and prenatal care and providing child care is jaw-dropping. How they all continue to get reelected is beyond me. Infant mortality, I mean, you care about life? And you look at life expectancy, you care about life, and you're getting kids that are gunned down by weapons of war? Spare me, all in the name of freedom? Uh, well, Gavin, the last time I checked, um, your state wasn't doing too well in those things. The, the primary cities, Los Angeles and San Francisco, are absolute shitholes. Quite literally, like, covered in literal shit with heroin and fentanyl addicts. Um, babies are being born and thrown in the dumpster, so I guarantee you, you don't care about human life. But this is what they're doing. They're propping Gavin Newsom up as this oh, savior. And he's either going to be replacing Biden in the primaries or before that. I think before that because they're most likely going to move to impeach Joe Biden. And they don't want that. I, I explained this the other day that the impeachment of Joe Biden, okay? Yeah. The amount of evidence that's going to come forth in a legal proceeding under oath in front of the American people for Joe Biden, okay? This will bring down the deep state. This will bring down Clinton, Obama, and everybody else. So let me ask you this. If you have that to take place in the next one year, 12-month time frame, and you know this information is coming forth because Comer and Jordan, they, they got the 1203 from the FBI that they want to bring in. The FBI isn't releasing the redacted versions. We have uh, the, the, the whistleblower that is being criminally charged. They got to cover this up, and they're doing a very bad job of it. Let me ask you this, Vince. How do you make it all go away? Yeah, I, I know the answer. It's make him dead. If they make him make dead, Joe Biden gone. They won't have make Joe Biden to investigate. I, how about a state funeral? The first president since John F. Kennedy to die in office, state funeral. Joe Biden dies in office. We have a state funeral, and guess what? Now the Republicans come out there and say, well, we're still impeaching them. How dare you? How dare you? They'll make a martyr out of him. He died in office. Just let it go. That's what they're going to do, I'm telling you. But they got to get rid of Kami Kamala before this happens, and they'll cover it all up. Mm -hmm. Or war. You're right, Carrie. Carrie 17 says war. Or, your, or war. But taking out Joe Biden is actually, if the, if the deep state took out Joe Biden, that is the best method whatsoever that they could have to cover all this up and make it all go away. Because then when the Republicans come out, it looks like they're like persecuting a dead man. It doesn't work well for them in elections. Oh, yeah. And, and put a white supremacist in the gunner's uh, clothing or yeah. whatever. Yep. Frame uh, Republicans. Yep. Now, so a federal judge in Louisiana has denied a request by the Biden DOJ to delay an order he issued last week, which bans federal agencies from communicating with social media companies. Judge Terry Dortry refused to pause his July 4th nationwide injunction, as well as the alternative request for seven-day pause while petitions fifth a U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Good. This is a win, and I'm glad there's still judges out there who give a shit. Yeah, it's been interesting to see this one go. Yep. Uh, the stock market has been incredibly resilient. The S&P gained 14.7% this year, despite a bleak outlook at the start of the year. But now we've rounded the corner and things are looking up. Hmm. Interesting.
it, it's almost as if like the economy completely just turned around out of nowhere with like an inflow of massive trillions of dollars of, of liquidity and capital into banks that were failing just a few months ago. Oh, by the way, they are still failing. The banks are still failing. Okay. Understand that the, the trillion dollars has been removed in like the last three months in deposits. The banks are failing. The only thing that's keeping the banks alive is the capital requirements that the Federal Reserve chains for the banks that basically allow smaller banks and larger banks to hold less capital on reserve to cover transactions, which means that they have magic like unicorn fairy dust that keeps everything flowing. And it's called the Federal Reserve. And so during the height of COVID, the, the Federal Reserve is pu pumping trillions upon trillions of dollars into the overnight liquidity markets just to keep the economy stabilized and moving. Well, guess what? That $17 trillion is what they spent last month to keep the economy going through the banks in the overnight liquidity markets. And now Congress just passed that, that new spending bill. They've already added $1.7 trillion of new debt to the U.S. national debt. In just a few days. You know, oh, so there you go. Federal debt explodes by $1 trillion in five weeks since the deal suspending limit became new law. National debt is now worth $32.47 trillion. Federal's, uh, Fed's bar, one of the, uh, the presidents of the Federal Reserve Bank, says most banks already have enough capital to meet the proposed new requirements. This is uh, regional banks rally if the Fed proposes higher capital requirements for smaller banks. Sorry, they propose higher capital requirements, so. After a new holistic review for capitals of large banks to enhance their resilience and ability to serve communities, households, and businesses, Fed uh, Vice Chair of Super, uh, Supervision Michael Barr said in a report coming this morning that a leading multi-year effort to increase capital requirements for banks um, has been put in the focus. Our management expectations the focus of the review was on building resilience after attempting to address the very conceivable risk. Uh, risk. The proposed rules would end the practice of relying on banks' own individual estimates for their own risk and instead use a more transparent and consistent approach. As many of the regulatory recommendations by Barr to be introduced over the time is to be applied enhanced risk-based capital rules with, to banks with $1 billion or more in assets, down from the threshold of $700 billion. Our recent experience shows that even banks of this size, $100 billion in assets, can cause stress that spreads to other institutions and threatens financial stability. The risk of con contagion implies that we need a greater degree of resilience for these firms than previously thought. The change would improve the transparency of regulatory capital ratios since it would better reflect banking organizations' actual cost of already capacity. So what are they talking about, Vince? They're saying this, is that banks have to have a certain amount of money on hand. Okay. In order to do business, you have to have a certain amount of money in hand. So what they're doing is basically saying that we will fund that secondary limit, increasing that limit. Well, the banks don't have any money coming in. The banks are broke. Yeah, and it sounds like they're making the requirements more. Smaller banks have to have more money on hand. So basically, hey, if you're doing more business, you have more money flowing, you don't have to have as much money on hand because, you know, Things need to be loose, otherwise it's yep. vulnerable. This is an attack on smaller banks. Small banks. Yeah. It's going to consolidate the banking industry, exactly what we've been saying the last six months. It's going to put a lot of these banks out of business. It's going to consolidate the banking industry just in time for FedNow, which launched this uh, this week. Hmm. Interesting. 
let's see uh, how long is this video. That's three minutes. I don't want to go. Peter Ange, Ascent Ange is awesome. The stock market continues to float on hopes of soft landing and hoping the Fed can engineer a miracle. And, and that's absolutely the only thing that is keeping the economy going is exactly that, is hopes and dreams that the Fed can somehow pull this one off, which they are not. Home prices in May hit all uh, all time high as inventory uh, inventory has remained low. So home prices um, are are sorry. Home prices hit a, yeah new high have increased in price and inventory is moving down. But also the mortgage rate is at seven point five to seven point eight percent right now. This is astronomical. You're paying an extra six to seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars in some senses um, on your mortgage every month in just interest. That's not on top of the other interest. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the article the other day? A four hundred thousand dollar house is now costing people a million dollars at those rates. Yep. Exactly. Uh, we're in the middle of a, uh, a commercial real estate meltdown. Because there's no overnight, there's no liquidity or capital for the commercial real estate market, so businesses are just giving up commercial real estate, and that market is the prelude to the residential real estate market. And you'll know, like once you start hearing about the commercial real estate market is about to collapse, better be better have everything in order because three months later, everything else is going to go. Um. Already touched on all this. Already touched on that. Oh, Cana Canadian police are asking for help to find arsonists amid human-caused wildfires. So remember those wildfires that they were all saying were natural and naturally yeah. made? Now they're saying, oh, well, I, I guess it was arsonists. Yeah. Hmm, I wonder what they were. Maybe those planes flying around, those helicopters flying around. Maybe it was uh, like we saw Antifa in the woods of uh, Oregon, Washington, and California starting fires. Oh, yeah. Yep. The far right's obsession with fitness is going digital. Joe Rogan commented on this and said, being healthy is now far right. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yep. High blood pressure has been redefined for the first time in 14 years. 130 is the new high. I wonder why. It used to be considered healthy because they want you on medications. It used to be 140 over 90. Now it's 130 over 80. Why? Because when you go to the doctor and they tell you, oh, your blood pressure is high at 135, now they can prescribe you blood pressure medication. And blood pressure medication from people I know who are on it, guess what happens? Stuck. You can't get off it. Yeah. It's addicting. Yeah. And, and the withdrawal is massive. It's horrible. It's life-threatening. Yep. Yeah. It's all big pharmaceutical scam, that one. That's for sure. And plus, think about the placebo effect of just doctors always telling you, your numbers are high, you're not healthy, you're going to die. That's not a good thing to hear. Nope, not at all. It's bad for your uh, soul. Dr. Peter McCullough says 74% of deaths in new autopsy study linked to COVID jabs. Peter McCullough recently joined the Epoch Times for a discussion about the, the new study linking 74% of deaths in peer-reviewed autopsies to COVID shots. Let's listen to this. The study is looking at, at autopsy reports of basically deaths that look like they came from the vaccine, and they did a rigorous analysis. Dr. McCullough, what did you find? This was an important study. Let me give you some context. I was contacted 
by a graduate student at the University of Michigan School of Public Health, where I'm an alumni. And we had an approved project through the School of Public Health to do an examination, a systemic review of all the autopsies that had been published in the peer-reviewed literature. So we used a standard, what's called PRISMA methodology, where we searched for every paper possible. We sorted through hundreds and hundreds of manuscripts because deaths can be reported as different um, clinical syndromes are coming out after the vaccine. Uh, we arrived at 44 papers, 325 autopsies. Then we took each one of the autopsy results out and we put it as a single line item uh, with all the clinical description. And then we submitted that to adjudication, a blind adjudication. Three doctors who were expert in looking at pathologic specimens all had bona fide evidence uh, in the autopsy uh, uh, lab. And, uh, and then we came to a, you know, an agreement on the cases and we found that 73.9% of all the cases, it was either the vaccine as the direct cause of death or it significantly contributed to the death. The deaths occurred within a week or two after taking the last shot and uh, far more than 50%, the single cause was a cardiovascular cause of death. And just to clarify something, you know, these 325 cases, of course, a quarter of them, you, you were indeterminate or, or what, what exactly, what were the criteria that determined these 325 cases you looked like exactly? Well, that's a good question. Who didn't die of the vaccine? Well, there were deaths uh, where it was a, an auto accident or a, a suicide, uh, or uh, there were some cases in uh, nursing homes where people are on hospice and it looked like they were in their last days of life. And, and honestly, we just couldn't attribute it to the vaccine. But the striking cases were people who were perfectly healthy, had no other medical problems. The only new thing in their life was a vaccine. And then they died with an obvious uh, syndrome, like a blood clot or heart damage, myocarditis. This is important because when these papers were originally published, the authors didn't know the full breadth of safety profiles of the vaccine. So initially there were some autopsies from Germany. People died of blood clot shooting to lungs and the authors concluded it wasn't a vaccine because at that time they didn't know the vaccine caused blood clots and we do now. The the genocide of the human race. Humanity yeah. will never forgive these people for what they've done. And that's why they need a reset, Vince. That's why the war pigs are coming up right now, rising up out of the swamp that they're coming from, pounding those war drums. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. Because it's their time to reset the clock. What happened after the assassination of John F. Kennedy? People rose up from all over the country calling it a coup for what it was. They were calling out the bullshit of the government. So what did they do? They went to war. They went to Vietnam. You know, this is what happens. War is used as a great reset. And this is what they're going to do is they're going to utilize war as a, a methodology for a great reset. Or they're going to use some type of black swan event cataclysm. This could lead into the World War III. But they will, they do not change anything. Got to remember, generations, right? They don't change anything. The fourth turning. They're going to continue to use the same cycle. We know their playbook. This is the playbook. Future predicts the past, right? All these things that Q talked about in the sense that um, you're watching a movie. You're watching a movie doesn't mean that the Patriots are in control and it's all scripted. It means that we know their playbook and we know how it all unfolds so we can counteract how they're 
moves are going. We can counteract with basically what we need to do to win this war. So, guys, get ready because things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. And I've been saying this for a long time. I want to give a quick shout out to everybody who supported us through all of this, uh, especially with the uh, Battle of the Streams, Rumble, D Live, Pilled, and Facebook. Grandma Five Revolt celebrating a 10 month subscription streak. Thank you so much, Grandma Five Revolt. Shannon 1313, two ice cream, Bayonet, one ice cream, Enlightened Science, two ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon, Bayonet, Enlightened Science. Colmar underscore 2000, $1 supporter on Rumble. How do we not fight in this war? Um, if they try to ship us off, I, I will not go. I will not go. How do we hide? Uh, well, I'm not going to hide. I mean, here's the thing is, don't be caught in a war where you're fighting your neighbor or a liberal in the streets. That's not the war. We're, it's not us against them in the sense of liberals and Democrats or liberals and, and Republicans. You got to remember, that's what they want. They want you burning your cities down and fighting each other. It's the black ants and the red ants all in a jar, and you shake the jar and they start fighting each other. But before that, they were all peaceful. That's where we're at. Don't allow them to shake the jar on you. Understand how this war needs to be fought. So appreciate that, Colomar2000. Pammy Pam Pam, just uh, subscribe monthly. Thank you so much, Pammy Pam Pam. RPG3573, three ice cream. Shannon1313, five lemon. Bayonet, five lemon. Thank you so much, RPG. Shannon and Bayonet. Slumdog gifted a can. What's up, Pete? Stay Hello, Slumdog. Uh, Central1234 gifted a can. Thank you for covering this, Josh and Vince. Thank you so much, uh, Central1234. As well as gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Central. And Shades. Thank you so much, Central. Damn cats. Central1234 gifted another can and another cookie. Cats, thank you so much, Central. <laughs> and another can, and uh, thank you so much, Central. One, two, three, four. Cat 24 donated one lemon. Shannon 13, 13, two lemons. Black Jester 101, four lemons. Cat 24, one lemon. Grismo 7, three lemons. Thank you so much, Cat 24. Shannon Black Jester, Cat 24, and Grismo. Guys, thank you so much. If you want to find out more about us, please subscribe to where you're at Rumble, Pilled, D Live, wherever you're at. Subscribe to that channel. Uh, go on over to redpills.tv. That's our primary website. Make sure you get over there and subscribe. That is not the same thing as socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com is a private social network that we operate. That's all me and Vince and everybody else from the Red Pill family. Uh, it's a really cool place. You can share your mind, your peace of mind. We have live Zooms every night. You do need a subscription for that, but it's like five bucks a month. So you can go on over to socialredpill.com. You can get a subscription over there. That'll help support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project, as well as go over to our website. You can find a list of our affiliates and other ways to support and sponsor us at the top of the menu bar. You'll see Cash App, um, a Give, Send, Go campaign, and a few other ways to help support everything that we do here. Much love, respect, guys. God bless you guys, all of you. I hope all of you guys have a great night, great evening. Take care, and we're going to see you guys tomorrow night with another episode of The Daily Dose. Keep your heads up. Don't worry, guys. Dark the light. Things will get better soon, I assure you. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPad McCain. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. 
It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.